Are you frustrated with waiting for opportunities to come your way? If so, you're not alone. As people of faith, we often walk the delicate balance between taking things into our own hands because we lack faith and being passive because we lack initiative. That's what we're talking about today. Stick around. This is going to be good. Welcome to Leaders Moment, brought to you by Vision Voice and FX Missions Podcasting. We encourage you to take this moment and use it to sharpen the saw of your leadership perspective and performance. We're bringing you interviews, stories, and more from leaders much like yourself who are taking action, learning, realizing potential, and getting results. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Today, we're talking with Ken Brooks about lifelong learning and two difficult questions regarding God's calling and leading. When does resting in God's promises become passivity? When does active participation turn into trying to take control? Interested? Stick around. And if you hear anything that sticks out to you, maybe offends you or hits you the wrong way, or or maybe you love it. Let me know either way. Scott at fxmissions.com. Hello, Scott McClelland here for the Leaders Moment. And yes, I'm not alone today. Thankfully, I don't like to work alone. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, enough about me. I am joined today by none other than a I don't know, lifelong might be a slight stretch, but this is Ken Brooks. Ken Brooks. Yes, sir. If they could only see your beard right now, they would be complimentary as I am. (laughs) You're growing that thing out. Is something going on there? No, no, haven't made any vows or anything. (laughs) um, Maybe a little laziness, I guess. Okay, I okay, okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm happy with the length. My wife is happy with the length, and so it's good. They're just, they're seeing, as they're thinking about it right now, they're seeing Moses in their mind's eye. They're going, <laughs> come on, that's pretty impressive. Not to that level yet. <laughs> well, compared to mine, I can only pull off a short beard, so <laughs> I'm kind of going to be there likely for the rest of my life. We didn't really talk. Get on here to talk about beards today. We're going to talk about lifelong learning. It's a little bit of a change of pace for the leader's moment, but I'm really thankful you joined me for it, Ken. And also, we're going to, we're going to have a few sessions together here. So thank you for being willing not only to join the podcast, but also to give me at least several sessions as well. We're going to try to expand on something that's important to me. I think it's also important to you. The concept of as we mentioned, lifelong learning, or this is going to be a strange term. Are you ready for this, Ken? Hit me. Self-discipleship. Now, oh. I, made, I made that up right now, okay? I just made it up, and so hopefully it'll be a little bit controversial. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we're not making ourselves disciples of ourselves, right? I mean, that's not what I mean. Right. When I say self-discipleship, what is that? How does that strike you? Mm. It strikes me as 
you're not waiting for somebody else to come and make it happen for you, but that you're, mm. you're intentional about going forward yourself, mm. you know, and maybe you will find somebody to disciple you, but at least you're intentional on in the going forward. Yes. Okay. That was a great explanation. Probably better than the one I, I didn't have anything in my head when I just went ahead and said that. I think you're tracking it right down, man. In my mind, we have a personal responsibility for our own development. And we're not the only ones with responsibility because Jesus said, you know, I'm going to make you disciples, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to make you my disciple. So Jesus has a part in the process. Mm -hmm. And we also have a part in the process. For sure. And then from time to time, others have a responsibility in the process as well. Yeah. I've seen people get that wrong, though, or maybe have a passive approach to becoming the disciple of Jesus. What have you seen on that front? What comes to mind? In terms of being a disciple? Right. In terms of being passive. Oh. You know, like saying, oh, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to become the Lord's disciple, he'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. <laughs> well, is it broadly understood or maybe do people you think it's commonly known that people realize that they have a very direct responsibility in this discipleship thing? Oh, you know, I only have the, the small world that I see around me, but in that scope, yeah, I would say that there's a lot of people who don't realize the responsibility there. But in my present day, I see a lot of people who do. I think I've been fortunate to be around a lot of leaders who are, are good about getting that message out there. But yeah, I, I've seen what you're saying too on the opposite where, you know, you just, you get saved, you show up at church and you vote. <laughs> <laughs> That pause was so well-timed. You get saved, uh, you make it to the meeting, uh -huh. at least 70%, mm -hmm. and you got to vote, you know? Now, if you want to really go hard on that front, you're going to vote in local, regional, mm -hmm. state, and federal. You know, it's going to be, you're going to just, you know. For sure. You're flexing on the yeah. discipleship side. Obviously, I'm jesting. Mm -hmm. But... uh <laughs> I have seen that, too. I think it can be confusing, you know, as leaders, as developing leaders, as people who think they might want to be leaders sometime. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to keep in mind that a lot of the pace of our development mm. is going to be governed by our intentionality. That's a word you used in the lead up on as we talked before getting on and as we prayed mm -hmm. the intentionality how are we approaching this opportunity right mm -hmm. how are we approaching an opportunity maybe you got a word from someone they said man wow i really see that you're going to be a great leader mm. they got to throw someday in there because you know maybe that's not all they see <laughs> yeah. you're going to be a great leader someday and then we can walk away from that you know with an impression of yeah it's just going to happen. I'm going to mm -hmm. be a great leader someday. Have you seen that happen? What comes to mind as I mentioned that? 
Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know what to do with words like that. It seems like, and I know I felt like in the beginning, well, if the Lord said it was going to happen, then it's going to happen. And ultimately, the answer to that is yes. But where is my participation, if any, involved in that matter? And again, I think a lot of people, it's just like, well, we show up at church and, you know, we just keep doing the thing that everybody Mm. else is doing. And someday, you know, that'll all unfold. Right. I think I've had that same, uh, what do you say? I've had that same approach at times, especially early on. Mm-hmm. Now you start where you are, right? You start at the beginning, you know? So I think fairly early on, I got introduced to a few opportunities to learn on my own. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew something about what God was calling me to do. So I, you know, I started looking around a touch mm-hmm. and seeing, hey, who else is doing what it is that I think I want to do? And uh, what can I learn from those people? Mm -hmm. Maybe I picked up a book or I heard someone was going to be, there was nobody coming to my town, Ken. Can I just (laughs) say that in all transparency? (laughs) Nobody like that was probably coming to my town. So I was in a neighboring town, maybe, or maybe in a a neighboring state, I could find someone Mm -hmm. who had something to share. You know, that looked like what I thought that I, was sensing from God that I should be involved in. Mm -hmm. And then I took small but measured steps to get there, Mm -hmm. to get the book or to get to the meeting or the conference. Boy, conferences were a big deal back in the day. I, I remember that, at least for me. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think when you feel like you have a significant invitation from God, you, you want to do what you can to lean into it. So those are some of the things that I did early on mm-hmm. and tried to get started. How about you? What are some? I know you did some things that I didn't do, I'm pretty sure. Tell us a little bit about you had a sense of what God was calling you to, and you took some uh, you know, big steps. Is that, a, is that a nice way to say it? You took some big steps? Yeah. Um which one in particular? I had a few of those that uh, <laughs> I yeah. think we could throw on here is like getting too eager to follow up on that word and trying to go too far too fast. Maybe that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, it could be, but it probably at least bears mentioning here. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I could talk a lot about that from personal experience as well. So. <laughs> So we have a responsibility, but we're not totally in control of these promises or, you know, what I like to call invitations. When you get a word from God, it's an invitation Mm -hmm. to participate in a process, right? It's not, hey, this is going to happen and just wait around. Boom, it's going to show up one day. Although the emergence of it could be sudden, it probably is going to take that, what would you call it, the process time or the development time or whatever. Sure. How do you think that you were saying yes in some of those early days? And how do you think you were maybe being too eager? Mm. Well, to be, yeah, I mean, there was a few words that I got pretty early on that I got really excited about. And um, there's a good excitement. And then maybe there's a bad excitement. 
Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to hear words of greatness that were like attached to me and my life and where I was going and sit still in the here and now and be okay with that and be okay with the unfolding of all that. I wanted, I wanted that right now. I, mm-hmm. I was young in the Lord and I wanted to at least match up with my peers, those or those who are older than me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like I had some stock in the conversation that they were having, you know, a piece. Yes. Yeah. And so it, it was real easy for me to push forward. Now I did go to, to Bible college and I got, you know, really invested in the word and, and prayer and all those were great things, but I, I definitely, I was in fast forward motion, you know, trying to get all that done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, do you have a sense of why? You know, th- there's some good stuff there, right? You sure. want to lean forward. You want to. You don't want to be passive. That's we're. T- that's what we're talking about. Not being passive with our discipleship or lifelong learning as a, a subtitle or something. Mm-hmm. Why did you lean in like that? And then, what would you advise folks to avoid? <laughs> <laughs> that you maybe did. We can learn from the lessons that you probably paid a pretty big price for, I would guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a, a young man, a teenager and young adult, I was really BC before Christ. I was, you know, hanging out with the friends, partying, you know, just pretty much avoiding the reality of life, trying to I- escape in those things. And so, by the time I got serious, I felt like I was behind. And I get saved and mm. I see an opportunity and I want to go for it. I want to catch up in life. I'm yeah. 25, now 26, 27, and 30s right around the corner. And mm. I see a chance for opportunity. And so I jumped at it as fast as I possibly could. Yeah. So you felt like you were generally behind the curve and you want to try to do catch up or you want to try to i heard you mentioned the fact that you want to have stock in a conversation maybe with people who are older than you Mm -hmm. feeling like you were behind how were you going to do that how are you going to catch up was that by knowing the bible better by having verses memorized i mean how did you approach it yeah it, it definitely looked like knowing the bible better I wanted their respect, mm. really, and I didn't feel like I was getting it. And in the long run, I realized that I was never going to get it. They were older. They were stuck in their ways. And I don't mean that those two are go right. together all the right. time. But Not necessarily. Yeah. It certainly was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there was a lot of uh, acceptance that I was looking for. Mm in that particular arena we might be calling this session traps of lifelong learning (laughs) again we might be because i think that also is similar to my own story although i i may have met the lord you know a little bit younger in my on my timeline you know Mm. i was 16 i think Mm-hmm. But no matter when you start, there's always somebody that got saved six months before you, and they're telling you everything that right. you don't know about the mysteries of the gospel. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it seems like that, right? We're playing catch up. Uh-huh. I think the respect aspect is pretty important. You want to conduct your way. You want to conduct yourself rather mm-hmm. in a way that commands respect or that is clearly exemplary, right? So you don't want to be a slacker. Right. And you probably have some respect for people, the ones you're hearing from, the ones that are more vocal, the ones that are, you know, doing a lot of uh, sharing from the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they appear to be teachers' pet status. You know, these are the kind of people that we're contending with here. Right. So you want to not be lagging behind. But if you're thinking about, like, how did I trip up or what? caused me the most problems there if i'm doing this again which we don't get a repeat session Mm -hmm. how would you approach that knowing what you know now differently if at all yeah just knowing the kindness of the lord he knows right where i'm at he knew that was going to happen before that happened and that he had a timeline for all that it wasn't for me to strive and to make things happen but to just know that I could partner with him, trust him in the process, and he was going to bring me along the path in a way that would be beneficial to me and those around me. You know, a lot of the things that I was looking for, they were beneficial to me, but in my anxiousness, my hurriedness, it wasn't beneficial to everybody around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good point. The kindness of the Lord. I think when we think about the will of God, especially when we're starting out, Mm -hmm. you know, we think about it in a way that at times can, you know, impose pressure or self pressure on us, right? Mm -hmm. This is the will of God for me. I got to get, I got to do this. I got to, I got to meet up to this standard. I got to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think what we misunderstand is that God is looking for someone to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? His will, he's telling us things about his will and about he's letting us know some things about our future or he's impressing upon us some things he's called us to. Mm -hmm. And we think, wow, this is awesome. It's going to pull me out of obscurity and give me a place on the international stage. No, (laughs) maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But, uh, you know, know, we, we just real, we just, if we think about it, more maturely, I think we'll realize that God wants us to get to know him, and he wants, if you will, to get to know us. Obviously, he already knows us from eternity past, Mm -hmm. but he wants to create the context of collaboration there Mm -hmm. so that we can work together and in that enjoy a deep richness of fellowship I mean, who do you know better than the people you work with? Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know what I mean? you know, maybe there's a few relationships, but you know the people you work with for 20 years or, or however long. You get to know that person. You observe them in interactions that are indirect to you. You get some depth there. God's inviting us into a depth of relationship, yeah. collaboration, mm-hmm. and trust. And maybe it's going to be the international stage. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but right. it is more than all of that. It is an opportunity to know God and know why he does what he does mm. and to join him, 
to become more like him, mm-hmm. you know, in the process. I think that's inspiring to yeah. me. Yeah. We can't make it go faster than it should take. I do think we can slow it down. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were supposed to be talking about, right? <laughs> uh, what, going faster or slowing it down? <laughs> yeah, that's what we were supposed to be. Anyway, I, I think we have to lean forward in our relationship of discipleship. Mm-hmm. But I think if we lean too far forward, we're going to fall. Yeah. Or we're going to hopefully catch ourselves and realize the approach was <laughs> maybe not what it should have been. Yeah, I heard a quote the other day that I really locked onto, and it said, uh, if the devil can't hold you back and keep you from from the Lord, he'll give you too much to do so that you'll stumble falling forward. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you he can't hold you back, he'll push you too far, maybe, is the yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, I think that we've got to keep that seriously in mind. You mm-hmm. know, the invitation that we have from God is it's a good thing. You know, it's a blessing and it's it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. If we pursue it, I think, for our own interest, it's funny how we do that. Right. You know, we can like, oh, yeah. This is the calling of God. Okay, just take a seat over there, Lord. I, I kind of, I think I know what you want, and, and I'll be back if I need anything. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this done. Right. You know, that's the adolescent male, <laughs> adolescent male approach. Uh, at least the one I had, I think, at least a few times. Sure. Yeah, that can be the case. Also, we can lean too far back, which I think is kind of where we started the conversation Mm -hmm. to be a leader means to step out Mm -hmm. right i mean you think about it in terms of a line of people you know they're facing forward and the person who hears a call and steps out of the pack the proactive person is uh you know he's the one who's who's going to be leading for better or for worse maybe Mm -hmm. in some cases i i know i've been a good example of both of those myself but uh, to take action, I think that's the people we're talking to here, the proactive people. Mm. Let's don't act too aggressively. Mm. I think that was a real problem for me, too, Ken. Mm. I was acting maybe too aggressively. And I tended to see people who were in my way as my enemy. Okay. I really heard uh, Bickle say something so wise about that one time. He said, you know, the guy, you're thinking about a guy right now. Someone's standing in your way from what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. That guy is not your enemy. He just appears to you to be an obstacle. (laughs) So you make an enemy out of him or Uh her. Yeah. And then you get your mind off of your true enemy. Uh You know, the enemy of your soul which is probably using that entire process to orchestrate a defeat for you. (laughs) How should we view that person, do you think? Yeah. Maybe we should view that person as an opportunity, right? Yeah. The people that appear to be standing in your way are not your enemy. They may be part of the process that is sent to prepare you to bear the responsibility that you're called to in an excellent way. Mm, That's good. Very early on, we tend to like the people who are a lot like us. 
and we see everybody else as in the way. I mean, for the utterly ambitious people, (laughs) you know, uh, for I was we don't have to talk about that much. But I I was uh, I, I could relate to some of those utterly ambitious people as a young person. But I think we need to be careful how we define our enemy and what we think about individuals who appear to be standing in our way. You know, God mm-hmm. loves God loves that person like he loves us, and he's also working a plan for them, right? Mm-hmm. Can we rejoice at somebody else's promotion? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's easier to mourn with people who mourn than it is to rejoice with somebody mm-hmm. that you're not you're not receiving anything from that, you know? Yeah. You're excited about what they're getting, but you're not getting anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and maybe they got the opportunity that you were after. Yeah. <laughs> or you thought was yours. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't have to talk about all this today, Ken. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about lifelong learning. And I think we're talking about the pitfalls, really, of becoming the Lord's disciple. Jesus has a responsibility in the process. Mm. I have a responsibility in the process. And other people also have a responsibility in the process. And that cast of characters may change. Mm-hmm. I really would like to unpack that some. I think for this episode, we're not going to be able to do it. But I think sometimes we think, okay, I'm the Lord's disciple and I'm following him. And there's a static relationship with the cast of characters, right? Mm-hmm. So that guy or that person, that lady or whatever is the one who's discipling me as the Lord's disciple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Follow me even as I follow Christ. That was Paul's, you know, sentiments on it. And it it certainly has a place. Mm -hmm. But what happens when the cast of characters changes? Hmm. What to do? What to do? I would really like to unpack that perhaps a little bit in our next episode. But just as a tease to the next episode, uh, that Ken, thank you for being willing to join me as I ramble around the subject for more than one session. I appreciate that. Next time, we're going to talk more about books, and maybe we'll mingle in some experiences that have changed your life. But as we're parting, what comes to mind when I talk about, hey, you know what? This guy. It's his job to help me become the Lord's disciple. Oh, wait, something happened. <laughs> uh, in the last minute, what would you like to say about that? You, it, that look on your face, I know we're just publishing the audio here, but I can see you the other day. looks like you might have had some experience there. Well, just to clarify, you have somebody who's discipling you, and then that guy or girl leaves or what is that what you mean or um i think yes but i would make it a little broader than that as well okay in other words something happened Uh that maybe neither of you expected in terms of i expected this to be at least a 10-year gig and, and something happened all of a sudden now that's not the case it might be availability it might be proximity maybe that person fell Mm. Yeah. Maybe that person, maybe you fell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And my experience, that's been, uh, 
uh, how should I put it, an opportunity for bitterness to come okay. in, mm -hmm. you know, where you, you had expectations and they didn't come through in the way that you had thought. You had the end in mind with mm. this. Yeah. And it didn't pan out that way. And you know, there's definitely been opportunity for bitterness. Did you know what I was going to say when you asked? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I okay. did not. I, I think that's a great, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. And I think the expectations thing, boy, we could do 14 podcasts on yeah. expectations. I think that is something that we get challenged with in our process of lifelong learning and becoming more and more and more the Lord's disciple and in his likeness. Mm -hmm. The cast of characters can change. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's nobody's fault, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's our fault, you know? Maybe it's their fault. Maybe there's rarely one offender <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a relationship, you know what I mean? There, yeah. We all stumble in many ways. Mm -hmm. So I think we got to be gracious to people who let us down. And we got to be gracious. That guarantees that people are going to be gracious to us that we let down. Mm -hmm. As our responsibility grows, I think that's, I don't want to say inevitable, but the likelihood <laughs> grows is maybe a better way to say it. So, Sure. Yeah. Any parting thoughts as we wrap this session up? Good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to this next one. Me too. I would just say, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to get on that train, just start. You know, we're talking about being that disciple or, or being that leader. But I think sometimes that we, we see the end and we want to be there now. And it's just rarely ever the way that it works. And so the right. way to begin is just to begin. Mm. So true. Stepping out. And maybe you're looking for somebody to give you an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've been waiting for somebody to give you that opportunity for a while. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to realize the opportunity is not coming. You know, I yeah. mean, no need to get bitter, as you mentioned, or no need to get hurt over the process. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you think you have something to offer and you're waiting on someone else to open the door, you know, maybe you need to step out. You know, that's yeah. as we said, that's that's leadership. So mm -hmm. thanks for that, Ken. Thanks for the episode. I got a feeling these that we're doing together are going to be pretty transparent. I got a feel, I got a feeling <laughs> that we're we're going to learn a lot more about Scott in this process, at least, and I think maybe Ken too. I appreciate it much, my friend. For sure, thank you, Scott. Yes, sir. And Ken, if you don't know, guys, has uh, some podcast stuff in the tank. We're going to back link on the show notes to some stuff that Ken's got for us. So if you want to hear a little bit more about Ken and know about him, you'll have that opportunity. We'll have some contact information in the show notes as well. Thanks again, Ken. Talk soon. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for sticking with us and for being here. Come back next month as Ken and I take our conversation in a slightly different direction. If you know somebody who is caught in the tension of understanding their responsibility and discipleship, take a minute and send this to them. Thank you for being a part of the Leaders Moment podcast. We also want to say thanks to Vision Voice, our sponsor, and encourage you to check out their website at visionvoice.us. Also, if you haven't already, please visit leadersmoment.org slash follow 
to have this podcast and future ones delivered to your favorite podcast app every time we publish. Thanks again.